BitMEX says the coronavirus is Bitcoin's biggest test as the U.S. government's $1 trillion stimulus plan causes a rally in stocks and crypto. The Federal Reserve has slashed interest rates to almost zero in the latest quantitative easing bid. But Tim Draper says Bitcoin and not governments will save the world. And around the world, we've got news from Canada, Japan, Argentina, Venezuela, India, and China. And here at home, one writer speculates what the price of Bitcoin would be if every American bought $1,000 worth. Any guesses? It's another crazy week in the world of crypto, and that makes sense since it's another crazy week in the world. We don't know that we can make sense of it, but we can have fun pretending like we have. And as long as you're self-quarantined, you may as well come along for our Bad News, episode number 384 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Bad News episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast, now with less bad news. More banter, less bad news, just like you like it. It's just a little badder than it was last week in a good way. It's getting badder all the time. Badder, badder, badder. And it's the Bad Crypto Podcast. Welcome, gang. And this is the Bad News episode for the week of, let's see, it is March the 20th in the year 2020. And uh, we got lots to talk about today. But before we get to it, I want to let you know about our sponsor, Crypto.com, the only, the only, the only single platform that allows you to buy, sell, store, track, and pay crypto securely in one place. We've got a great interview coming up with their SVP of marketing on an episode here very soonly. But you know what? If you get one of the U.S. MCO Visa cards, you can now make payments with it using Apple, Google, and Samsung Pay. They've added Tezos XTZ to their crypto earn, which means when you have crypto in their wallet, you're earning interest on it up to 8% annually on Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, Litecoin, Tether, PAX, and the US dollar coin. Check it out. Sign up for one of their metal Visa cards by staking MCO tokens. It's really easy to do, and they're going to give you 50 bucks mm -hmm, in USD. Go to badco.in forward slash crypto. Check it out today. And checking out the crypto market cap timestamp for 10.09 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on this very Friday. We're at $184 billion with Bitcoin up to 66.12. Ethereum, up to 142 XRP, almost 17 cents. Dollar uh, tether at a dollar, a dollar at tether too. One tether is one tether. Bitcoin Cash 232, Bitcoin SV 167, Litecoin 4130, EOS 240, Binance Coin 1280, and rounding out the top 10, OKB at $4.52 centavos. Travis, who are the big winners for the week in the top 100? Everyone. <laughs> we all win. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at this. In the last week, it's been it's been pretty amazing. Wax overall, Wax uh, has gained ninety six point seven percent. Steam up eighty seven percent. Status up eighty percent. Oh, and the MCO token that we were just talking about, Mr. Joe Com, mm -hmm. up seventy seven percent. Engine up seventy five percent. But let's just look at like the regular cryptos. I mean, if you if you take a look at all the regular ones, like Bitcoin, this past week up 28%, which is really over these last 48 hours. These last 48 hours have been very good to the crypto world. Bitcoin Cash up 54%, Bitcoin SV up 60%, Litecoin 36%, OKB up 72%, and Tezos, as you mentioned, they were up 32% as well. But Tether, Tether was only up 1.4%. Yeah, and of course, you know, a little bit of recovery is good, especially after last week. I mean, that was that was really brutal. And honestly, I thought that we would see an even bigger dive, Travis. And and perhaps I'm speculating that the next pullback happens if more cities and states announce quarantine. Right? Uh, yes, it is. California saying stay inside. New York City is staying. Stay inside 
And I think we're going to see more of that here over the next week or so. Mm. I don't well, know. I mean, I think Washington State should be saying that, right? Because, I mean, just the ones that have the most the most deaths and the most cases are the ones that – and there's three main countries or main states, right? Uh, California, which is kind of its own country. New York, which is also kind of its own country. And Washington State, which kind of its own country. I mean, they're all kind of their own little weird, little different. Stay weird, folks. But, yeah. Uh, also, let's talk about the Bitcoin clock. The Bitcoin clock has changed, Mr. Joe Com. What was it last time? It was going to be May May 9th. I think it was, now, it was 8th or 9th. And now, now it's, it's on the 11th. Uh, the Bitcoin halving is in 51 days. And what's funny is Mr. Joe Com's birthday is May 5th. Mine is May 16th. And right now the halving is closer to my birthday. Can Bitcoin not decide? when it's going to do its having. I mean, can we just nail it down? It's kind of like a, you know, a pregnancy. It's like, well, we've got this due date, but baby could come early. You know, baby could be a little late. We might have to induce. Are they going to have to induce the Bitcoin block having? It, it, why does it keep changing? Like we've talked about this. It's math. Like we should know it precisely to the second when it's going to happen, right? Like how does it keep sh- shifting? It's so strange to me. I, I don't know. Maybe we should ask Mati or uh, Pete McCormick or one of those people that are actually smart when it comes to, the stuff because mm. we're obviously not or bitcoinclock.com is just messing with us you know that's probably that might be part of the thing they're like hey hey we got somebody that's talking about us every week let's let's keep moving the date <laughs> yeah. These guys. yeah yeah drive drive me absolutely crazy so here there's a lot of people prognosticating and there's a story on Cointelegraph. Of course, Cointelegraph is our news partner site, and they publish our bad news episode each week with an article that um, that we write for them to put up there. So thanks for that, CT. Peter Brandt is a, a gentleman who uh, is kind of like both Bitcoin and gold are going to race to $1,000. You know, who's going to get there first? Because gold has dropped from its high this year of about $1,650 to about $1,400. And, of course, Bitcoin's dropped from, uh, what was it, about 10000 or so this yeah, year? Yeah, like 9300 I mean, like, right, it was sort of teetering near 10000 then it was like around 90-something hundred, and then just traduced down to the 70s, 75s, and then cuckoosh all you the broke, way down. You broke 10? You don't remember 30? breaking 10? I remember broke 10 very quickly and very briefly. We, we did we did break it so uh but that know. was a bit that we hit that but then it did the coronavirus didn't really impact that yet i mean and it was just kind of fluttering kind of going back flirting with 10 hitting it a little bit going back down and then we were hoping for it to you know cruise on up because of the having and um that didn't happen <laughs> very good so pete's you know he's a trader and uh trade whore not a trade whore let trade. me add this mr joe Com, because i would say this this article here is three days old so that's really old at this point because crypto hadn't made its, its comeback a little bit. That was this article was prior to the last 48 hours when crypto has made a nice little recovery. I mean, it looked like it was still tanking pretty heavy whenever this article came out. Well, that's true, but it's so unpredictable, right? All it takes is a little good news to move things up. Now, you know, we're seeing these swings that were unprecedented. It was so rare that you used to see a swing of a thousand points, you know, on the the stock exchange in Mm -hmm. one day. And now it's like up, up, down 3,000, up 1,000. And it's like this yo-yo. And it's all about sentiment. Well, it is, but it's also like, you know, whenever the stock, the stock market had never been near 30,000 before, right? And so whenever you have such big numbers, I mean, think about it. If you're at 30,000 and you drop 3,000, well, you just drop 10%. Right. Right. Now, there's been bigger drops than that that's happened in the the Great Depression. And in like October of 1987, there's been bigger drops than 10%, but there's never been, you know, 2,600 point drops in one day or whatever and they're like oh my god that's the hugest ever and you're like yeah but it's not even 10 percent." you know what i mean so it's like it's all perspective and that's one that's the key word that i've really been diving into during this sort of quarantine and isolation thing and just how everything seems to be blown out of proportion mr joe comp is let's, let's just keep perspective on a normal day on a normal today is friday on a normal friday Every single Friday of the year, about 160,000 people die every day. Like, that's 1.1 million people every single week die. And we're talking about this 
coronavirus thing that has killed less than 10,000 people. And we're acting like it's the end of the world. And I know it's a dangerous thing and everybody's, you know, we should take precautions. But really, it seems to me that like, hey, wash your hands, keep your hands clean. Let's be more diligent during this time because it's, a, it's you know, I think now moving forward, people are going to be more conscious about keeping clean potentially and washing their hands and keeping your hands away from your face because that's really what gets you. You touch stuff and then you touch your face, you touch your nose, you scratch your mouth. And the next thing you know, the germ gets in. So don't do that stuff. And then you're probably going to live to see another day. Sure. I'm rubbing all my facial orifices right now. Keep your hands out of your ear holes, Mr. Joel Com. <laughs> you're supposed to stop when you feel pressure from the Q-tip. I didn't know that. Oh, uh, yeah. So before before you feel pressure. Uh, yeah. well, I'm just trying. I thought that was just an extra big chunk of wax I'm trying to get out. <laughs> Came out the other side. <laughs> Part of the reason we're seeing the bounce in the markets are because Trump revealed a $1 trillion stimulus package. And they're like, all right, you know, people are losing their jobs. And this is, it's not their fault. You know, they're not being laid off because they did something wrong. They're being laid off because companies are shutting down these restaurants that are closing. You know, there's a lot of people that are impacted, the retail businesses that are closing. Although I did read that GameStop is saying that they're a necessity during this time and they're staying open because people need video games. Right. Pretty funny. But, you know, a lot of services, you know, uh, salons are supposed to be, you know, shutting down in certain regions now. And so the stimulus package is to uh, not only inject money into the economy, but also um, there's talks of putting cash in every American's pocket, you know, basically giving us our money back. I think the plan um, that is not official yet is to put a thousand dollars every six weeks that were shut down into every adult's pocket, uh, every tax paying adults. Well, maybe not. I would say citizens at least uh, and 500 for each child. Hmm. And then also what's interesting is Maxine Waters proposed one and the numbers are monthly and it's 2000 for every adult and 1000 for every child each month during this crazy time. So I don't know where that money, you know, they just print money out of thin air. So maybe they're going to throw it our way. I, I really don't know. I, do I will know buy Bitcoin with it if they send it to me. Today, um, uh, Mnuchin announced that the um, your taxes, if you're an American citizen, you don't have the first it was you don't have to pay any owed taxes for um, three months. Now they're saying filing tax day has been moved completely from April 15th to July 15th. So you don't even have to file. Now they are saying if you have money coming back to you, uh, a refund from the government, then go ahead and file and get your your money's back it's your money you overpaid it get it back but otherwise no penalties no interest no extensions everybody's extended till july 15th yeah well you know what, what would be interesting is that you know they you know and all that's basically when you're getting that tax refund people are like yeah i got a tax refund actually no you just gave the government an interest-free loan is what you did paid too a, much yeah. So what you can actually do is, especially during this time, if you still have a job, your fortune still have one, and you want to bring a little bit more of that home, then you can actually go in and change your deductions from a zero or a one or a two and raise it up to an eight or a nine or whatever, and uh, your taxes would go down. But you want to make sure to move that back later on. That can eliminate your tax refund for next year, but that's not financial or tax advice. That's just something that you could do if you just so if you so choose to do that. Do your own research. Yeah, don't expect us to do all your research. I know. Uh. But so Gosh, it was so nice, though, Mr. Joe Khan, to wake up this morning and see Bitcoin almost hit 7,000. Like, I was like, oh, yay, we're, we're, maybe, is this a dead cat bounce? We don't know. It's, it's like, it's like, it could be, maybe things are getting better. I don't know, man. It's just a weird time in life. Uh, well, I think it, as a society, um, and as an economy, things are going to get worse before oh, way worse. Yeah. people are being impacted in the trickle down that we're going to have from closing these businesses, businesses, we're going to have very high unemployment. Yeah. We're going to have businesses going out of business that aren't going to be able to recover. Mm -hmm. What well, could be handy. And, you know, as some people were just talking, just like, you know, cause especially, I mean, we thought the homeless epidemic was bad before. I mean, now think of this. It's like, and, now, and I think Trump put another thing in that the media is not talking about as well. But he said that, uh, 
what no no ev- no evictions and no foreclosures during this time like that's it's almost like hey let's just pause this and then we'll just resume in like six weeks and just like you know anything you owed or whatever just like do a pause like don't send everybody don't send families five six grand or eight grand or whatever the number is just like how about we just pause things say you know what this is a crazy time in our situation in the in our history in our whole world we're just going to pause debt because it's all printed out of thin air anyway so we're just going to pause it you guys resume resume after you get some life back and you know mr joe com you know I think there's some other folks out there who are saying that, you know, maybe governments aren't the ones that are going to help save this. According to Tim Draper here on Cointelegraph, Bitcoin and not governments are going to be what saves the world after this crisis. And, you know, this is going to be Bitcoin, not banks that will save the day, according to Draper. Entertainment for while you are holed up, when the world comes back, it will be Bitcoin, not banks and governments that save the day. Well, that sounds nice, doesn't it? I, I can't help but hear the Mighty Mouse theme. Here I come to save the day. Ka-ching. I'm really myself here because that's a, an old cartoon, but mm-hmm. um, that's it. That's what uh, Tim is saying, that when the dust settles on this, there's going to be some, some big problems. And the question right now is, is crypto decoupling from the stock market and from precious metals because at some point inflation especially with as much money as being shoved into the economy right now to kind of you know keep it alive and we're going to talk about that more in a moment when we get to uh the fed's move um at some point the dollar is going to collapse it's something that we've known for some time well how can bitcoin continue to be coupled to that and act as its own currency when you know and we see it happening in venezuela and in fact i think we've got a story about that coming up as well so we'll just move on here right now because this story on coin telegraph from uh, from bitmax which is the world's second largest crypto exchange by volume they published a uh, analysis of the impact of COVID-19 pandemic. And basically, they're saying that this financial crash is Bitcoin's biggest test. Mm. Yeah, I, I would say it. Now, there there was actually some other people who were having some conversations around the fact that if one of the if one of the exchanges hadn't gone offline, then Bitcoin could have gone down all the way to zero. I think we were talking about that a little bit last week. And so, like, I mean, here we here we are. You know, thinking gold's a safe haven, crypto's going to be a safe haven when the when the markets tank, and then here we are having this this financial crash going on in real time, and you know we saw Bitcoin go all the way down to thirty eight hundred or whatever it was in that flash crash. Well, now it's popped back up to you know almost seven grand. I think it's at about sixty five hundred right now. But you know. You know, there's a lot of these folks out here in the financial world that are saying that this this coronavirus crash of, of the economy could be the biggest opportunity Bitcoin has ever seen. And so is this the opportunity? Is this the ch- the time for stable coins to step up and become reliable for us? Well, what happens when the stable coins are all pegged to the U.S. dollar and the U.S. dollar crashes like that to me seems a little precarious. And then. You know, we've talked about stable coins maybe being tied to gold. Well, gold is even kind of being, you know, a little wishy-washy right now with it with the with the prices. I think over time the price of gold should skyrocket because for one, there's for every one ounce of, of physical gold, there's uh, five hundred ounces of paper gold out there. So that's that's always crazy to me. So it seems to me the price of gold and silver should be way higher, and maybe we should have more stable coins that are pegged to. Uh, gold and silver you know silver is the real surprise to me because silver was over it was like 18 dollars and 50 cents an ounce just Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago it's at 12 and a quarter right now talk about a dive if you go to buy silver at one of the online vendors they're sold out of you know like american eagles and regular silver rounds there you can't get them the only silver coins they have are the, the collector's items the more you know higher price ones like that starts at $21 an ounce. And the, you wouldn't be buying that as a hedge, right? right. 
still just an ounce of silver with, you know, Darth Vader on it. Yeah, well, you can still go to like Atmex, and I do believe they have like, you know, in, in, in times like this, it's like you don't necessarily have to have the, the Silver Eagles. You could go ahead and get yourself some pre-1964 silver quarters or silver dollars or dimes. And there's a couple years in there uh, around World War II when uh, the nickels were made from silver instead of actual made of nickel. And so there are some of those available. It's like That's how I did mine is that I got X percentage of the big coins, right? The, the, the one ounce, the, 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 the eagles and the, the Canadian maples and all those. And then, but I've also got like a bunch of half dollars that are pre-1964 and a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of quarters that are pre-1964, just because those have 90% silver in them. If you look at a coin and it's 1964 or older and it's a quarter or a dime, then there's silver in that. And most people right. weren't aware of that. So I have silver, right? Isn't that what they call it? Call it some junk silver, but it's actually, you know, it's it, it's silver. It's 90%. So there's there's actually this website called Coinflation that you can actually go to it. And it'll tell you what the uh, the calculated amount is for a uh, like a quarter. And so like right now, a quarter is probably worth about $2, right? Based on maybe a little bit more than $2. I don't know. I'm not going to Coinflation right now. But I remember at one point, a quarter was worth over $5 because, you know, there's pre-1964 coins. And so it seems to me that that would be a lot easier to be like, oh, you know what? This right here is going to cost $5. Well, here's a couple of silver quarters that, that cover that because paper money, if, if that ends up going away or if that ends up crashing, what are you going to use for exchanges? Well, we're going to go back to the barter system with the chickens and the goats and the cows. Cowry shells. Well, here, here's my thing. I think people might be confused. I've, I've often thought about getting some of that junk silver and I have a small bag of it. Uh, literally it's a small bag. Some people talk about bags of, but it's a little literal, uh, little uh, sandwich bag of mm-hmm. the ones that I've found in my own coins that I've kept. But I wonder like, okay, let's say, Things go south, and I've got silver, and a guy's like, I'll sell you this loaf of bread for $10, and I pull out two quarters that are worth $5 each. He's like, well, here you go. That's 50 cents. No, no, you don't understand. This is worth $10. No, man, that's 50 cents, right? I, it's like there's this education that'll need to take place because mm-hmm. everybody's programmed to look at m- our money and think, well, this is the value of mm-hmm. that money. And then you got to explain, no, no, see, this is pre-1964. Well, I think what will happen is, is that over time, that education would start proliferating through, right? That, that, that would. So it's like, I have, I have a lot of the, 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 the Eagles and most, I haven't bought silver in a long time. I bought all my silver for the most part back in 2010, 2009, when they, when that last crash was happening. And uh, cause I was thinking, man, if things go down, I'd like to have some silver. And I, to this day, I was like, man. 2009, 2010, buying gold and silver. I should have bought Bitcoin all day. <laughs> Who knew? If only we could see the future. I don't know. I guess I'm okay. We, you know, you roll the dice, you move your mice, and sometimes you get hurt and sometimes you win the game. Let's take a break here for our sponsor, Corona. No, not that Corona. No, there's another Corona that's not killing anybody. <laughs> you know the beer? The, the I do. Corona a beer like mm-hmm. i mean I, I suppose if you drank a lot of any alcohol you could be in trouble but just you know for a for a tasty cool one uh, corona is a name that's been around a long time well the corona family has entered the online gaming world talk about timing travis right <laughs> talk about yeah, timing true. but they've got prizes yep tuition education paid mortgages cleared new vehicles dream disney vacations for when they open up again it's it's easy corona games is the place for you to go check this out and uh, it's in beta test right now so they need beta testers and they are asking us to invite you to go kick the tires at coronagames.com and uh, let us know what you think so, Mr. Joe Com, we know we're in like a little crazy time here with this whole coronavirus thing. And one one thing that was um, interesting was last Sunday. Remember the last Sunday, I was in there watching the news and watching all the different stuff that's going on. And the Federal Reserve they made an iner- emergency announcement last Sunday afternoon that they were cutting interest rates to zero for the first time since the financial crisis. Now, 
they had what was it like one point? It was at one point two five percent, and they could have walked it down. They could have walked it down from you know one point two five to one, and then the point seven five, and the point five, and then the point two five, and then down to zero. But we, you and I were having a conversation. They sort of blew their wad all at once and said, mm, "We're going all the way down to zero right now." And you would expect the stock market to start roaring back at news like that. Typically, that's what's always happened. But what ended up happening was on Monday, it tanked even further. So it was like that that was what started precipitating some of the more panic and the fear and people going, oh, no, wow. The Fed just did what they could do to to bump the economy. And the opposite happened. Uh, well, now we're starting to see a little bit of recovery here because I think maybe because of that news about the malaria drug that's given some people some hope or something. But, um, yeah, it was interesting how the Fed ended up moving it on a Sunday, Mr. Joel Kahn. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That What are they going to – you can't cut any more than to zero. I mean, what, yeah. What you go negative. Have. That's what happens in other countries, Mr. Joel Kahn, is they go negative, and then it costs you money to put your money in the bank. So if I store a thousand dollars and they're going to have a percentage points or whatever, then I don't have a thousand. I have nine hundred and some odd dollars in there. Why would anybody do that? Why? Uh, why what would happens you? when you get the negative interest rates? I mean, we oh. talked about this in the everything bubble. It, it it covers that. That whole book covered everything on that, and it talks about what happens when you go to negative interest rates. It costs you money. They take your money whenever you leave it in the bank. And I'm telling you, Mr. Jocom. Let me ask you this, because I have an opinion on this. How long do you think until we start seeing maybe some some runs on banks, people going there and freaking out and going and trying to take all their money out, like what happened in the crash in the 20s? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I guarantee you people are already going to the bank to get money, you know, mm-hmm. liquid cash in hand. I don't know that they're saying close my account. It's not like it's a wonderful life, you know, with, with George Bailey uh, or anything. But um, I, I heard and I can't remember which one it was, but some major um, U.S. bank has said that they're setting a limit of $10,000 on withdrawals. So. You know, I think as long as stores stay open and the government does respond by adding stimulus uh, to people's pockets in the form of cash rebates, that maybe, you know, they've got to be watching that. That would be a nightmare scenario, right? And uh, we we can't afford for that to happen. But it's interesting. It is. It is interesting. And I was just thinking of this now, Mr. Jokom. Like, so they're talking about giving us all – you know, a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars or whatever, depending on how many kids we have and whatever and whatnot. But like that would be a good time to airdrop the USD Fed coin on people or whatever and say, hey, you know what? Like just mass, you're you're going to forced mass adoption of crypto. But then that sort of the forced adoption of crypto is precarious as well, because then here you are. Now you have to use this. And then when you start getting in a scenario like that, that's that, that's a little freaky. So I think like a little hybrid of of uh, U.S. dollar paper money and crypto money or just say, screw all that. And just, you know, Bitcoin seems to me to be working pretty good. Let's just roll with Bitcoin. There's an interesting article here on Bitcoinist.com by Christina Combin. And she says, you know, with Americans set to get back a thousand dollars, I think it's for a six week period, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of similar to Andrew Yang's proposed UBI, you know, the universal basic income, uh, which I think this is different than just giving people a standard income. I think that these this is an extreme scenario. And since people can't work, um, be, you know, because of something beyond their control, then, you know, the government's going to say, here's some of your money back. Yeah, this isn't a UBI. This is an OSI. Oh, income. <laughs> well, so what she speculates is, what if everybody who got their $1,000 bought Bitcoin with it. And somebody ran the math on it, given the current price of Bitcoin at the time when this was written, it was 5,300, not 6,500 like it is right now. But if everybody were to do that, um, Bitcoin would be driven up to almost $22,000. Yeah. So here it is. So it's like there are 300 plus million Americans each buying a thousand worth of Bitcoin would give Bitcoin a market cap of 300 billion divided by 18 million coins is 16.6 thousand plus the current price of 5.3 gives the total number of 21.9 so maybe that's 
maybe that's the case. Uh, I don't know, but that's somebody that's some random person on Twitter that came up with that math. So who knows? I mean, it would push it past 20,000. I would say if there was a run on Bitcoin like that, most likely it would skyrocket way beyond that particular price. If everybody's buying it, then guess what? They're not just spending a thousand. They're probably spending additional amounts of money on that too. So I would say that number is probably way lower than that. But again, it's just all conjecture. Mentioned U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin earlier. Did you mention Mnuchin? His name is mentioned in Mnuchin. (laughs) M-N-U-C-H-I-N. Like, why not just Moochin or why munching. Just give up. Just give it up. Just be munching. Because I'm like, dude, you're hungry. I'm munching. I know. Munching all the time. So he's not a huge fan of crypto and been a skeptic towards Bitcoin. But um, he is hiring Brian Brooks as the next COO and first deputy comptroller of the office of control comptroller of the currency. So this guy was the chief legal officer at Coinbase. Boom. That to me is good news because we've been freaking out about, you know, Mnuchin and and how he was hating on crypto. And now he went and hired the legal, the chief legal counsel from Coinbase. Mm -hmm. That is great to me, dude. That's great news. This this is maybe the best news out of all of this so far. today. Well, this guy wrote um, in Fortune magazine last November, the time has come for a tokenized version of the dollar. Weren't you just saying that? And it's oh not God. just those of us in cryptocurrency world who think so. In recent months, senior U.S. officials have been exploring the idea of minting greenbacks on the distributed ledger software known as blockchain. The idea appears inevitable. Well, duh. Well, dude, money is dirty, dude. Like, I was even noticing when I was getting it out of the ATM the other day, and I was just like, and I have, I have, I have like some like Kleenexes. Where I was just like, okay, I'm gonna grab that off of there and not touch it right now because I don't know where that money has been, how many strippers' asses it's been in, and whatever else. So I'm just gonna sit. Which I would never even think about that before. Like, so that's one thing I think that is going into people's consciousness is. Everything is dirty. I just watched this video last night by this dude named Mark Roper on on YouTube, and it, it was talking about how germs spread. And he used this little this glow paint stuff that you can't see on your hands, but he he wiped it on on his hands and a teacher's hands. And then the teacher went and shook like two or three kids' hands, and then they painted one other kid's hand. And then at the end of the day, at the end of like eight hours, they went around with a black light. And then showed everyone and like as they had touched everything, everything they touched and you could just see that this glow paint everywhere on people's faces all like every, almost every kid had stuff on their face because they'd interacted with different people and they had touched something and they and so it's just like germs are so easy to pick up. But the only thing is, is that if you don't touch your mouth or touch your nose, it won't get up there normally. So that's the problem. That's where it is, is that and then most people when they wash their hands. Uh, I watched actually a surgeon, how he washes, uh, how they wash their hands is when they're washing their hands, then they just, they they sort of turn their hands around and just scrub their fingertips in their palms because they get, because you're, you, all the germs are on your fingertips and then they grab their thumb and roll around on their thumb and get the end of the thumb and all around the thumb whenever they wash it off and get all the germs off. I've never done that before. I've like washed my hands but, and you think about it, like, oh yeah. I kind of do miss my fingertips probably most of the time. And so people are learning how to do things correctly, which over time, I would, I mean, when we have a normal year of 30 to 50, 80,000 people in the U.S. dying of, of the flu and worldwide anywhere between 250 and 500,000 people every year dying just of the flu, us having this information and being aware and washing our hands better and not touching our face, that's just good practice that'll lower the death rates in future years, I would assume. Very true, Mr. Travis Wright. Well, let's go around the world and do a quick roundup of what's going on. This story here on Cointelegraph, Chinese journalist shares report on COVID-19 on Ethereum bypassing the censorious nation. So they're, they're basically you know, not wanting to circulate information about corona china's been bad about it for a long time sarah zhang is a journalist for the south china morning post and she interviewed this doctor there in china about coronavirus and she published it outside of traditional publishing means she put it on the ethereum blockchain she just attached it nice you know that's 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 a way i think to get what'd you say the censorious is that a word 
Sensorious. Yes. That, nice. That's a good good use of that. I've never Thank you. used that before. But I mean, that's one of the things, and I don't want to get political in in this whole thing. But but think about this: is that whenever you have a communist nation, they, especially China, they like to save face. They don't want they don't want people to know their problems. They want everything. To, they want everybody to think everything is great. And so when that coronavirus first revealed itself in like late October, uh, early November, or whenever whenever it was, we don't really know. Like. If they would have put the clamp down early on, none of this would have happened. But since they just sort of ignored it and and were, then they were shutting down journalists and they were shutting down doctors who were talking about it. And they were saying, no, 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 you can't say that. Censoring them. Some of them who are never going to be heard from again. And uh, that's just kind of the danger when you get into a, you know, a socialist or communist sort of nation where you got dictators in charge of things. And they're they are not free flowing with the information. So a lot of the world was flying blind on this, what we were even dealing with. And then since they didn't stop anything, they didn't shut their borders down and knowing that it could get out, uh, people just flew all over the world. And here we are now. And speaking of socialists and dictators, we've got them in this hemisphere as well. We mentioned Venezuela earlier. And essentially, uh, the president there, Nicolas Maduro, not a good guy, has created a countrywide quarantine to slow the spread of COVID-19. And they have shut down their national banking system in definitely. And that means there's a spike of Bitcoin use. And their people are not adopting the Petro there. They're they're not doing it. They are turning to uh to Bitcoin. Yeah, why would they want to adopt the the Petro? Because the Petro basically takes away their future their, their the citizens' future wealth because it's leveraging the oil that's in the ground now. And you know, Maduro's already you know, taken away a lot of the wealth. And now the, the Petro is basically tied to the wealth of the oil in the ground, which is the future generation's potential wealth. So I would look at that negatively as well. Now, they, they have a, a countrywide quarantine to slow the spread of, of, of this disease. They have 33 cases of coronavirus there con- confirmed already as of March 17th. And now they're, they're shutting the banking system down indefinitely. And so, yeah, that seems to me that, you know, they're going to go around that and use crypto more and more. So local Bitcoins listing have showed that Venezuelans are they're offloading their tokens at, at half of their supposed value with the, with the Petro. So it shows them that they have Petro and the value is 60, but they're getting rid of them at 30 bucks. So mm. they're not valuing those things at all. And now time, uh, not time warping, just warping to this continent our friends north of our border here in canada these two dudes that are canadian citizens 23 and 24 year old basically were going on twitter and impersonating hit btc um support as customer service reps they created the handle hit btc assist and they watched for people asking for support on the real hit btc twitter account and then they jumped in and offered support and they stole um 23.2 bitcoins from these people they scammed them basically because they asked them to email them sensitive information you know their keys essentially and they took their bitcoin well these two punks are now going to spend 24 months in prison for money laundering and conspiracy to commit wire fraud what's up there in canada a eh? don't be don't be stealing the bitcoins from the peoples yeah so they stole 23.2 bitcoins that are worth right now $119,000 and they're ordered to pay restitution of $184,000 so that's good. That's unlike what happens to banks, though. <laughs> Normally, if they get in trouble, it's like, oh, you did this? <clears throat> okay, well, you're worth $80 billion. We're going to make you pay a fine of $500 million, you. Okay? i like, oh, okay. We scammed a lot of people out of this and that, but I'll, I'll pay the little fine. Here, the fine is way more than they actually stole. So, and then the, one of the dudes immediately after the theft went and bought a Mercedes-Benz and then also gambled tens of thousands of dollars away in Vegas. And so he was actually arrested in Vegas. And uh, there you go. So you can solve this problem. Don't be a douchebag. That's basically it. Don't steal from people. Go yeah. like make your own way in the world. Why you got to be like that? 
just because you're smart doesn't mean you're wise. You know, you might oh, be smart true. enough, to, but they weren't smart enough to avoid getting caught. So I guess they weren't smart or wise. You know what? I'll say I'll say that, you know, the, what you just said right there. It's good to be, you know, you, a lot of people out there are smart, but they're not wise. And I think like even in my youth, in my youth, when I was a young person, it's like I know I could figure shit out quicker than other people. And I know I could find loopholes. And it's like. And I know that my my biological dad, he's a little bit dark. He's been in prison. So it's like, I know I had a little bit of a dark side. And it's it's a conscious, I remember like I was early 20s, like maybe 23, 24. And I said, you know, I'm not going to embrace this dark side that I have. I'm not going to do bad things. I know I could get probably get away with some of this, but I'm not going to do it because it's just not, it's just not safe. And it's not smart to do it. So, so don't embrace your dark side, folks. Did your dad ever say, Travis, I am your father? No, he didn't. He said, uh, Travis, I, I don't know who the hell you are. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> True story. Back to the other side of the world in India. The Indian ministry is investigating Bitcoin businesses. You know, the, the regulations, they're still not in place. And you guys can read more about this in the show notes for this episode. In fact, all of the stories that we're talking about today can be found at badco.in forward slash 384. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of companies and a lot of countries, rather, that are trying to figure out how to uh, to leverage blockchain best. And in Argentina, the government blockchain was hacked and people are using it to spread fake news on coronavirus. How does that work? Yes, yeah, so Mr. Joe Com, it looks like on March 14th that, um, you know, we got this whole crazy coronavirus thing going on, but the Argentine government had a hack on their website uh, that was allegedly based on blockchain technology and they inserted what false statements inside the blockchain about coronavirus, freaking out a whole bunch of people, and then sent it out on the newsletter system or something. Crazy. Yeah, it, it is pretty crazy. Like, and blockchain doesn't mean that something's true. Just because on blockchain, it just means that whatever's been put there is is verified that it's there. But it doesn't make you know what's put there uh, true if we're talking about content. Right. Transactions mm -hmm. are the they're true. Uh, but if somebody's publishing content just because it's on blockchain doesn't mean that that content is accurate. Mm -hmm. And, so, you know, people are going to people. They're just they're always going to find ways to uh, to mess things up. Hey, Again, this just this just in, Mr. Joel, Com. I want to add this into the show notes as well. Sent over uh, by our good friend, Matthew Marcus. I actually know this dude here in Kansas City. So this is just this just popped up. Italian bank opens Bitcoin trading to 1.2 million during the lockdown with the growing crypto adoption and then the whole coronavirus outbreak. Now, it, it has encouraged Italy's Banco Sella to launch a Bitcoin trading service. And uh, so there's a 1.2 million. They use this thing called Hype, which uh, is was what Banca Stella uses. They carry out transactions and and to, but not only to buy and sell Bitcoin, they've been also been able to pay for goods and services with the cryptocurrency. So since Italy is going in lockdown and people can't pay for stuff and it's making it difficult, a Banco Cello is like, OK, we're going to allow you guys to buy and sell Bitcoin. And um, the general manager there said the cryptocurrency and, and Bitcoin market in particular continues to arouse interest, especially among the public that constitutes our customer base. By definition, young and smart and who increasingly expect to be able to access the world through the tool that they use to manage money on a daily basis. So it looks like Italy is now uh, creating new start. There's new startups and stuff popping up there, especially with this worldwide uh, pandemic going on. People are like, ah, how do we access our money? What do we do? How do we make it easy? I don't want to touch money. Crypto. Boom. Crypto is the answer. Like Tim Draper says, it's going to save the world. But you know what? This uh, social distancing thing is definitely having an impact on all of the blockchain conferences out there. You know, we were supposed to be heading to um, Bitcoin 2020 in San Francisco at the end of this month. That's not happening. And consensus in uh, New York for May is postponed. And now the largest blockchain conference in Japan 
is postponed. It's the Teams Blockchain Summit was going to happen April 22nd, 23rd. They're moving it to September. And so all of these companies, you know, in fact, if you're with one of these companies that was going to go to um, a conference to try to get the word out, you can't. Well, guess what? We're still here. Content creators that, you know, uh, are talking about blockchain and Bitcoin, there's opportunities. So reach out to us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. And maybe in lieu of being able to sponsor a conference, you could sponsor this show. Um, yeah, so also here on, on the news from uh, Cointelegraph. Now, this is actually from magazine.cointelegraph.com, which is really interesting. They have some immersive reads over there that you might not have seen. Immersive meaning really long articles that go in-depth. So I would go check out magazine.cointelegraph.com. But they have an article over there about China's digital wand and how it's an economic cyber weapon and how the U.S. is disarming it because China is developing its central bank digital currency and the U.S. Federal Reserve sees no need for a dollar parallel, at least right now. And that was before uh, they hired the Coinbase guy. So maybe that maybe that's going to change. But uh, really in-depth article here about, uh, you know, about the Chinese yuan and how they're actually converting that into a, a crypto with their central bank digital currency. So you may want to check that out. It's pretty interesting. I just want to say, Travis, that this uh, episode has had at least 50% less bad dad jokes. And so that's a bad dad joke warning for you right now, because I was watching a cheap trick concert online uh, just yesterday, in fact, while I was here doing some eBay stuff, had Cheap Trick going on in the background. And I'm like, you know, China should just hire them to promote their currency. And their new tagline should be, I want you to want me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, Very I got nice. laugh. That was worth the setup. I mean, I, you, you might want to put that on. Might want to put that on the show. Then might want to put that in the yeah. on the playlist. Absolutely, yeah. You could have groaned there, and you didn't. You laughed. So, all right, let's move on then. Mr. I apologize. Trent. I meant oh, yeah. They groan. So, folks, here's the interesting thing here. Maker Dow. Uh, they said the Maker Dow auction is happening, and here what to expect. So, MKR is the Maker Dow community, and uh, they has locked. They have locked in an auction to cover a multi-million dollar hole in the DIA collateral after this, after the, the Ethereum crash. So what was happening on this thing is like somebody did a loan for, I think, 200 and some odd thousand dollars worth of Ethereum. And then the price, so they loaned, so they, they said, here's my collateral, 200 and some odd thousand dollars worth of Ethereum. And I want $140,000 back. And then what ended up happening was the price of Ethereum tanked. And so if that guy wanted to get his Ethereum back, he would have had to put in another 200 and some odd thousand dollars to be able to, to get his Ethereum back or to actually put in more Ethereum. To, dude, it's just such a crazy thing. These, these um, you know, these, these different sort of things with this DeFi stuff. There's like We've seen that there's been loopholes in these things so far that people have taken advantage of. Like one, like, oh, I'm going to do a loan and then I'm going to do this, 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 and then pay it back. And then you made more money back. And so somebody actually borrowed a lot of money from them and then Ethereum tanked. And then the loan is basically the money that he had was worth more than his, his uh, Ethereum that he had put in there at that point. So I don't know, man, it's just really crazy. And then he's still, he's got to pay that money back, but now his collateral is worth less. So uh, they're doing some stuff over there to, uh, to try to, to try to fix this because there's been high Ethereum gas prices, a huge rapid price decline. It has wreaked havoc on MakerDAO's system. So there's a blog post on here from Cointelegraph, but there's actually a blog post from the Maker Foundation that really goes into this whole thing and uh, to help people maybe you know escape liquidation, um, some of the problems they're having over there. Escape liquidation in a world. Yeah, sounds like a TV show or a motion picture. It's craziness. Absolutely. You know what's not crazy? eToro's not crazy. They got a wide variety of cryptos for trading, and you could build a diversified portfolio with 14 of the most popular coins. They've got the copy trader feature. Basically, you can automatically copy trades of top crypto traders. Find the smart money there. Zero dollar commission trading, social trading. It's all there. Check it out today. Badco.in forward slash eToro. eToro, Toro, Toro. Da, da, comrade. 
By the way, Travis, since we started the show, Bitcoin's down $200. Oh, I blame you, Mr. Zhulkan. Uh, actually, let me go pop over to CoinGecko right now. And because, you know, depending where you go, um, you know, Cointelegraph shows you one thing and everybody pulls different numbers. Uh, so on CoinGecko.com, which pulls the averages, Bitcoin is currently at 64.27. Who knows where it'll be by the time you hear the show? Yeah. Could be, could be 5,000, could be 8,000. Nobody knows that crypto markets are crazy. It could be exactly the same. That would be weird if it was exactly the same. Hey, Travis, we got a new review on Facebook. Chris Garcia said, whoa, this is an awesome show with great interviews and news. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. And we'd love to hear from you guys as well. You know, go ahead and drop a review on iTunes or on Facebook or any of the places that let you write reviews. And please share this podcast, especially if you're quarantined, right? You're stuck inside, you're doing something, you're listening to the show. You're like, oh, you know what? I got family and friends and business associates who should be listening to the show also. And so let them know about it. And what else do they need to know, Trev? I, I got nothing. Well, you know, I just want to say, you know, as you guys are embracing your social distancing, just realize that it might just be that you're just an amazing hermit. You're able to handle this thing very well. I've discovered my new superpower. I don't need, I, I discovered I don't need to be around anyone. Ever. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> just, well, I'll just, let me just do a Zoom call. I'll say hello. If I need to pay somebody. Well, go ahead. You can, you can deliver right to my door. I'll pay you crypto, deliver right to my door. I'll, I'll, you're never going to see me at a crypto event again. No one will ever get a handshake from me ever again. Fist bumps and elbow bumps for life, baby. Just, just in fact, don't even be at the door when you drop the food. Just ding dong ditch, you know, ring the doorbell, drop the food and go. Travis doesn't even want to see your face. I don't want to see your face. I don't want to make you laugh. I don't want to crack jokes. Done. Social distancing myself. You're bad, Travis. Thanks. Yeah. And for everybody out there, you follow Travis's example and stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.